Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey kids, Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Night Jaw, recorded in my very echoey kitchen. When will it cease to be echoey anymore? My name is Jim. I am your host. Tuesday Night Jaw is proudly part of the Distraction Pieces Network, so do please check out everything on said network. A few quick plugs. My website is jimsmallman.com. Point people, if you would like to recommend this way, uh, this podcast, at jimsmallman.com slash tnj, lowercase. Um, rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast from if you're not uh, seriously into Apple like I am and I always swore I never would be and I, I'm doing this podcast in front of a MacBook with an iPhone next to me two years ago I was Android look what's happened, what's happened to me I'm just a tool of Apple why am I ranting, I'm very tired anyway also, check out progresswrestling.com, demand-progress.com. Um, this podcast is a kind of miniature episode compared to the often epic ones that we put together. The reason being, um, I'd recorded a podcast, which was a really cool interview with someone for this week, and the file got corrupted, and I can't salvage it, and I've tried, and that meant that uh, while I was away trying to work last night... Um, Basically, I went to High Wycombe to do a gig at Buckinghamshire University last night. It took me five and a half hours to get there because the roads are still fairly ruined because of snow and treacherous conditions. When I got there, I waited around for a couple of hours. Uh, no gig happened because no punters turned up because it's a university gig at the beginning of December when all assignments and everything are due and it's just been snowing loads. So there's no one there, so I drove five hours back home again because of motorway closures. So... <laughs> If I hadn't bothered doing that, I probably could have recorded another podcast yesterday. However, on the journey, I got thinking about the Tuesday Night Jaw end of year awards, which obviously there's rules um, and I'm going to get you to to do those over the course of the next couple of weeks. Obviously, I'm not going to crown winners until the beginning of January, but I want people to start thinking about what they're voting for now uh, and emailing me their choices. Also, I'm going to use a bit of this podcast to tell you about the weekend that we had because uh, Progress, my wrestling company I co-own with, with John and Glenn we did a show in Sheffield um, sold 900 tickets for it super excited One of uh, certainly in the UK it's our biggest show outside of London uh, ever to date really really happy enjoyed ourselves loads at Sheffield last year when you consider 
that we only went to Sheffield by accident because the Ritz in Manchester was double booked uh, with the uh, Britpop band Ash, um, who were one of the first bands I ever saw live. Uh, and yeah, they stopped us. That's why we called the show Intercepted Angel um, after the Ash song Angel Interceptor when we did Sheffield this time last year. And it was a great show, really, really fun show that we we really, definitely really enjoyed doing. And it made sense to go back there this year and twice next year, which is super cool. Um, but yeah, we were looking forward to Sunday. We planned a load of stuff. We planned some storyline stuff. We planned a load of great matches. And then what happened is Snowmageddon happened. So in a bit, I'm going to tell you about voting for the Tuesday Night Jaw Awards uh, this year. Um, we'll have an awards sort of wrap-up episode that I'll do as a roundtable, either in London or in Manchester, with relevant crews there. And um, I'm just going to quickly let you behind the scenes what happened on Sunday. Some people were there, and I'd, I'd, I'm very upfront about it. I went out and spoke to people queuing up and said, uh, hey, you know when you buy a ticket for a wrestling show and it says card subject to change, <clears throat> this is the time we're enforcing it. So um, rewind a little bit. I apologise, but I have to keep pausing to drink because I've had a cold for two weeks. And my voice has been going, and if you've ever watched me ring announce, I like to yell when I ring announce, I like to properly um, accentuate people's names, and it's ruined my voice. That and doing stand-up all last week has ruined my voice. Um, so I'm, I'm having to drink a lot, and I'm stuffy, and I apologise profusely for sounding like death. So, this is what happened. Last week, I'm gigging in Exeter. So I leave home, North Wales, uh, on Thursday, lunchtime, I drive to Exeter. On my way, my wife messages me and says, it's snowing here. Now, where we live, we used to live in a place that was really high above sea level. And when it snowed, that meant me never going home again for a week. Um, didn't think it'd be as bad where we'd moved to. Was still pretty bad. So, bad snow where we live. But we live in North Wales. We get a lot of bad weather here. I get it. Uh, I go and do my gigs. I am feeling terrible. So the gigs are lovely, for Christmas gigs especially. Really nice gigs in the Corn Exchange in Exeter. And uh, shout out to the guy whose name I've forgotten, who turned up on the Thursday wearing a Tuesday Night Jaw t-shirt. Awesome. You can get one from jimsmallman.com slash tnj. There's a cheeky plug. Um, but that was a really cool thing to see in the audience, because Christmas gigs, if you're a stand-up comedian like me, they're not fun. Um, some gigs aren't fun all through the year. Um, Christmas gigs, you can take the nicest possible gig and it can be ruined at Christmas because if you imagine 200 people out on their Christmas parties with work, maybe only 20 people out of those 200 actually want to go and see comedy and they're probably the people who organise their relevant Christmas parties. Everyone else isn't massively fussed. So, um, but my Christmas gigs last week, two in Exeter and then one in Gloucester on Saturday, all lovely. Really enjoyed myself. They were great. However, all the time we're doing the gigs, myself, John and Glenn are in touch with each other going... It's going to snow on Sunday. Now, we were expecting the snow to hit a big band across the country, pretty much from Liverpool over Manchester and uh, over to Sheffield, where the show was. Now, that would have meant where I live would have been really snowy. Manchester, where I was meant to pick Matt Cross up from the airport on Sunday morning, would have been really snowy. And then driving from Manchester to Sheffield, which is treacherous anyway, you either use uh, one of two A-roads is the quickest way so one called Snake Pass or one called Woodhead Pass they're beautiful in the summer go and drive around them they're amazing there's lakes and there's hills and they're, oh, they're great but when it's snowy they're treacherous and terrifying 
So it would have been taking a big, long route round or risking myself going that way, and I was not looking forward to it. So the first bit of bad news we get is in the day on Saturday, where Matt Cross, who was flying from Switzerland to Amsterdam and then from Amsterdam to Manchester, was told by KLM that his flight from Amsterdam to Manchester was cancelled a day in advance. So we had to scramble around and we managed to find him a flight that took him uh, into Gatwick, I think. And then we put him on a train from Gatwick to Sheffield, hoping that would be okay. Um, Because obviously it's spending more money again. So you're like, I hope it's okay, be okay. And it turned out it was. We then think maybe this will be the worst it will be. Because I, um, because Matt was no longer going home, uh, Matt was no longer flying into Manchester, there was no need for me to go home on Saturday night. So what I did instead was, the company sorted me a hotel room out. So I went and stayed in a vaguely terrifying Premier Inn near Meadowall in Sheffield. And I lay awake all night waiting for the snow. I had my curtains open, I lay looking out into the car park all night, could not sleep, waiting for it to snow. At no point did it snow. It may be snow for about 10 seconds the entire night. No snow whatsoever. Meanwhile, my wife is letting me know it's pretty much constantly snowed in North Wales. But it seems it's not snowed particularly in Liverpool or Manchester, which is weird. So from one point of view, we were like, okay, well, um, our ring crew, who were provided by um, Future Shock School and Fighting Spirits School, they weren't going to have a problem getting there. That was awesome. But then we looked to where the snow was bad. And the snow was bad in the Midlands. Now, my dad lives in Leicester. So I rang him up and said, how bad's the snow where you are? And he said, I can't see anything in the road. It's just snow. I was like, okay, that seems pretty bad. And then we found out that obviously a lot of our talent comes from Birmingham, Wolverhampton, that sort of way. Um, And also a fair bit of talent coming from South Wales. Now, these areas were really, really badly affected. So I set up a Facebook group with all of the wrestlers who are wrestling for us just, and the referees just saying, look, you got any problems, let me know. Here's my phone number. Uh, the first phone call I got on Sunday morning at about seven o'clock was Chris Roberts, who rang me and said, uh, I don't think I can, I don't think I can get out of, of where he lives. He lives in the valleys in South Wales. I don't think I can get where I'm from to Cardiff Station to get on the train. I don't think it's possible. And I was like, okay, well, have a look at it. It looks in half an hour and then let me know. Half an hour and it got worse. He rang me up and said, I don't think I'm going to be able to come. And Chris, I know a lot of you choose to boo him, but Chris is a professional and he's desperate to do every show that he can possibly do. So Chris was gutted. Chris was meant to be travelling with Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews lives, uh, I believe, in more central sort of Cardiff. So he needed to get the train. He managed, I think he got his dad to give him a lift to the station. He got on a train, got the train to Cheltenham Spa. Once he got to Cheltenham Spa... All the other trains were cancelled, so we had to make a call on it. And he, he could have waited around for four or five hours and eventually got on the train, but equally he could have been stranded there. So it was a more sensible decision to send Mark home. And again, gutted because we got a great match plan for him, but also, um, you know, we wanted him there for various other reasons. Um, and we want everyone there. That's the thing. I hate the idea of anyone missing out on a show. It, it sucks. Um, partly because I don't like the fans missing out, but also everyone who works for us wants to work. It's not like having a normal job where people, you see snow and you think, brilliant, I cannot go in today. You never get that sense with anyone who works for us. So we lost Mark Andrews. We also lost uh, Flash Morgan Webster, who lives sort of Stafford sort of way. Um, And he, all the trains were cancelled from where he was coming from. 
so we lost him as well and again gutted because Flash is a fantastic worker and a great human being and again sad for him to, to miss out on it and then we had the other problem which was the British Strong Style lads now we were not expecting Tyler to be at the show because he's slightly injured so we, didn't, we knew we weren't having him and we knew we'd have to rejig things a little bit um, with a British Strong Style match um, uh, uh, and so on so we'd already planned various little ideas that we were going to discuss on the show day to actually sort out what was going on um, Pete and Trent uh, wrestled for OTT on the Saturday night at their big uh, Dublin National Stadium show which by all accounts looked great and they were stranded. Now, they were told that there was no news on their flight until noon. Um, I think they were going to take off at about sort of 9, 10 in the morning, fly to East Midlands. The reason there was no updates was obviously it was snowing there, but also uh, both Birmingham and East Midlands airports both closed. Now, my dad lives near East Midlands airport, so no doubt that was definitely um, going to be the case. So we had to make a call on it to basically say to those guys, look, there was a window of opportunity. If they'd have landed by noon, we probably would have got them there and we would have been able to rejig the show around, but it was not going to happen. So we made the call to not use those guys, which means we're down. If you count Tyler as well, who we weren't expecting, but we, you know, we're down five ridiculously talented, hardworking individuals. And what we needed to happen was have everyone step up. And everybody did step up and then some. And I don't just mean the people who were added into the show. I mean, the people who are regulars for us who realised that we'd lost people and they decided to raise their game as much as possible in order to make sure that not a single person went away disappointed. I don't think anyone went away disappointed with the quality of the show because everybody worked their backside off. And I'm, I thanked everybody in question for it, um, but I'm so grateful for how hard everybody chose to work for us. Um, and, and we get this all the time. You know, not everyone enjoys every single day at work that they do. Um, but I want to create a nice working environment for people. And I think that everybody who worked on that show is a credit to professional wrestling. And even the lads who couldn't get there are a credit to professional wrestling because I know how hard they were all trying to get there. Pete and Trent, they eventually landed at East Midlands Airport, I think 20 past four. Um, and the first thing Pete did as soon as he got his, switched his phone back on was say, do you want us to still get there? We can probably get there. And, you know, the show was nearly interval by that point. And it would have taken them a couple of hours in the snow to get up there and they might still have missed it. So I said, no, you guys go home. And then even then, it was complicated for them to to, to hire a, uh, to um, get a train to get home. So they hired a car and tried to drive them home and they got home. <clears throat> and I, I was much rather have them safe at home than them struggle through the snow and then potentially, because it was snowing in Sheffield by this point, they potentially struggled to get back home after it. So... It was it was stressful, and we were sad to not see everybody there. But you know, there's there's always another show. So we, but this is about we know the full situation. What's going on by about half twelve? Now at this point, Glenn's stuck on the M1 still, and <clears throat> myself and John are at the academy because we both stayed in Sheffield the night before. Um, Farron, who, who owns the ring that we use, he's there because we put him in a hotel the night before to make sure he was there, and Jack who uh, owns our entranceway and is also our production manager now and, and, and handles all the production and putting the chairs out and looking after the ring crew. We put him in a hotel the night before as well. So we're all there. And the ring crew have arrived because these incredibly keen trainees have all turned up super early. And not only had they turned up, other people had turned up to give a hand. So we had way more ring crew than normal. Now, some of this ring crew 
ended up wrestling for us. And some of these people doing ring crew are people who, who, and I've, you'll notice this every now and again, just look at people doing ring crew and go, but you don't, you don't need to be a ring crew. You're, you're a wrestler. And people are enthusiastic. And it's the same way that I'm a professional stand-up comedian. But if there's a club I don't work for and they say to me, oh, you know, we're not entirely sure if we want to book you. Do you want to come and do five minutes um, just to test it out? And, you know, and I'll go and do it. And I think in wrestling, being ring crew and being enthusiastic and getting your face out there is the way to, to sort of learn. And also, let's be honest, you get to watch wrestling for free, fairly close up, and sometimes you get to be involved in stuff and that's all part of the learning process. So, and one thing that I like to try and do for ring crew is because they're volunteering their time and they're so enthusiastic about doing it, wherever we're doing it, I'll always say to them, if you want me to watch any of your matches, send them over to me. If you want me to help you with promo stuff, send it over to me and I'll do it and John will do it and Glenn will do it because we're grateful that people choose to help. Now, we had several gaps on the card. We had to start shuffling the card around. So the card originally, um, British Strong Style were wrestling... um, uh, well, Mustache Mountain British Strong Style as we can, I think we can officially now call them uh, were meant to be wrestling Grizzled Young Veterans for the Progress Tag Team Championship and um, Flash Morgan Webster was meant to be wrestling Chris, Rid- Chris Ridgeway Mark Andrews was meant to be in um, uh, a three way match with Chris Brooks and Matt Cross so that was the easiest one to sort so that just became one on one Chris Brooks versus Matt Cross that was easy to sort we still wanted to have a really, really awesome tag team title match. So we took Aussie Open out of the eight-man, multi-man match and we put them up against Grizzled Young Veterans. And when you see this match on Demand Progress, hopefully by the weekend, you will agree it was exactly the right thing to do and a massive, massive coming-out party in progress for Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. They rightly get implored it's wherever they go because they're brilliant. Um, and you know we've seen them have a couple of matches for us, but that match is it's something else. They knock it out of the park, and and Zach Gibson and James Drake deserve credit for it as well. Everyone in that match deserves credit because it's belting. It's really, really good. Um, so that meant we were two people light in the multi-man match uh, because Pete Dunn was meant to be wrestling Joe Connors. We needed someone to wrestle Joe Connors, so we used Chuck Mambo for that which left us with another person missing from the multi-man match. Um, And Chris Ridgway needed an opponent because there was no Flash Morgan Webster. Now, while we were setting the show up, one of the first wrestlers to arrive was Eddie Dennis because he's from down south and he was on a train and it was pretty much, you know, straight sailing. So we're watching everyone set up and Adam Chase is from Spain. Now, I mentioned this at the show. Adam Chase messaged me about six weeks ago saying, hi, um, my name's give me his real name and then said um, uh, I wrestle as Adam Chase I don't know if you've heard of me and weirdly I had heard of him because I'd seen a video of him wrestling I think in either Kent or Essex a little while ago and doing some fairly cool sort of flippy stuff and he was super polite and there's always bonus points of being super polite when you email me not presuming you're going to get a job and he just said look um, I'd really like to be a ring crew could I be a ring crew and he put himself on a National Express coach and came from, he was only here for a couple of weeks, came up from London to be ring crew. And, you know, even though he had to get on a coach in the snow, he was only half an hour after everybody else had arrived, straight in, helping out, being a team player. And I was stood talking to Eddie Dennis, and he said, that's Adam Chase. And I said, yes, he seems a really nice kid. And he said, he's very good. And then a couple of other boys said, he's very good. 
So I went and spoke to John and said, you know what, this, this kid's, he's here from Spain. I've seen some videos of his stuff. He's so enthusiastic, should we give him a chance? And John was like, yeah. And could have gone in the multi-man, but instead we chose to put him up against Chris Ridgway. Um, and it was a great match. I mean, again, both lads deserve credit. Chris Ridgway's only just finding his feet with us, but is instantly catching on and fans are really, really liking him. Um, and him and Adam Chase is cracking. You know, to be dropped in with, I think they had a couple of hours notice to sort that match out, work it all out and, and go on and do it. Fair play to them. I think it was the second match on the show as well. So really, really pleased with both of them. Um, you know, Ridgeway's always, you know, he's been in my mind, John and Glenn's plans for a, a fair while now and now we've actually been able to action it. But for someone like Adam Chase to step in and just go, oh yeah, I'm, I'm this good. He, and he was really good and a lovely kid. Really, really nice guy to have backstage. Uh, and a proper team player. So, um, you know, big shout out to Adam Chase. He is awesome. And um, it also meant that we had to replace uh, three other people in the eight-person multi-man. We could have just had a six-person multi-man and replaced one of them. But we there were so many people there who bought their gear. Training wrestlers, always bring your gear with you. Always take your gear because stuff like this could happen. I'm in North Wales at the minute and my colleagues are setting up for the Live at the Dome show in London tonight. And John's already messaged me saying, there's loads more wrestlers here than normal who've got their gear with them. And it's because this happened the other day and it makes sense. You never know. All the, the big chances I've had in comedy have come because I've stood in at the last minute for someone. And if you're a trainee wrestler, always take your gear. Always be polite. Always be nice. Always be enthusiastic. Always take your gear. And you'll get somewhere because it happened for Adam Chase. It also happened um, for Gabriel Kidd who had travelled uh, to the show with uh, Joe Connors and had come up just to help out. And again, he's a nice lad and I know he's done some great stuff in other companies. We just never had a chance to use him before. We knew who he was. So it was a no-brainer for us to use him in the multi-man. He got a lovely reaction when he came out. Saxon Huxley, I know from uh, being around the, the WWE UK shows this year. I've met him a few times. Um, I know Marty Jones, who trained him. Um, and I got a lot of time for him. Um, so, you know, and again, he turned up just to help out. He didn't, there was no ulterior, none of these people were turning up going, I might get on the show. They were turning up just to help out and be nice because he lived nearby. So we put um, uh, Saxon Huxley on the show and we also put Amir Jordan on the show. And Amir's story is interesting in that he started training to be a wrestler um, when the Knuckle Lock School was called the Projo and we were involved in it. He started training there and then he's moved up north and again has trained with various schools up north. Um, and has really kind of caught on and and has this infectious personality and enthusiasm, which is, is, you know, if you throw yourself into your entrance as much as he does and how enthusiastic he is about his entrance and getting himself over, then you'll go places. And all three of those lads entered into a very complicated multi-man match. Shout out to uh, Damien Dunn, who was involved in that match, for, for being the sort of anchor that, that helped sort it all out because he's the most experienced. Uh, uh, and shout out to Jack Sexsmith for winning the match as well. Um, but the level of enthusiasm that everybody had for that match and everyone everyone getting a couple of spots in because that's the nature of those big eight person matches everyone getting their spots in everyone uh, everyone coming out of it looking good everyone getting a big reaction um, so again super happy with everybody choosing to step up and, and a shout out to Eddie Dennison Travis Banks for the main event because a couple of things had to change booking wise with the main event um, because again people weren't there and it just made things a little bit complicated um, but that match is nuts 
it's a really I mean Travis is a fantastic wrestler and one of the best in the world and a rightful progress champion and Eddie Dennis is <clears throat> with his new character is really taking a step up and I'm not going to spoil it for you if you've not seen it but the beginning of that match is absolutely insane and I've been told what they'd planned but it, it was even cooler than I'd imagined it in my head so um, a great match and again that's two guys saying do you know what this show has lost a few stars so what we're going to do is we're going to absolutely kill it and they did um, uh, and again there's a little spoiler here so do be aware spoiler um, Rampage Brown returned to progress which is awesome um, Rampage Brown returned with his copyrighted music that I'm fairly sure will not be using on demand <laughs> Um, but it's the best way. We couldn't have him return without that music. It wouldn't have got the pop that he got. Um, but I had a few people asking me on Twitter, was that always the plan or did he just step in because it was it was snowing? No, it was it was always the plan to have him return. Um, I've been honest and told you all the stuff we missed on the show. Um, but I've also told you exactly how we balanced it out. So that was that was my Sunday. It was it, so I'm so proud of how everyone did, but I'm also so proud of how the fans were. I expected, I was backstage rebooking a show, and I, I expected to come out and see maybe 450, 500 people instead of 900. And there was maybe, I know some people couldn't make it, there was maybe 850 people there, which is, there's a couple of empty seats here and there, but it was still rammed and it was still loud and everyone was awesome. So um, if you came to the show, I'm really, really happy with how you guys reacted to it. Really, really happy with how respectful you were and how understanding you were about stuff going wrong because most of the time, like, stuff is plain sailing in wrestling most of the time because we're so well prepared. But in this situation, it was a proper act of God out of our hands situation and I felt everybody rose to it. And I felt, us as promoters did, the talent absolutely did and I felt the fans all did as well. So um, that show, I think in about a year's time, I'm going to realise how special a show Sheffield was at the weekend because of all the stuff we had to overcome. So if you were there and you were part of it, thank you very much. If you're looking forward to seeing it on demand-progress.com, uh, you probably have a few more days to wait, but trust me, it's worth it. It was a really good show. So yes, that was the story of the weekend. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, Tuesday Night Jaw 2017 Awards. You guys were really cool with the Hall of Fame that we put together. Um, we'll try and do that every year. We'll probably only put five people in next year. Uh, now we've got our initial 20. <clears throat> a lot of people very pleased that Viscera went in. Um, I mean, obviously Chris Brooker wasn't. Um, but everyone else seemed fairly happy about it. What I want us to do is I want us to put together an awards show um, in the beginning of January. Now, you can choose to vote now. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to pin the rules. So you don't have to remember them or write them down. I'm going to pin the rules and what you need to vote for to the top of my Twitter feed. So at Jim Smallman, I will pin the rules to the top of it. It'll be an image because I'll write it in notes on my phone. And you can remember, uh, just remember my Twitter feed, go on there and that's how you vote. It'll be voting by email, so you don't need to tweet me. You'll vote by email so that way it's easier for me to put them all in a spreadsheet and calculate them all up. And for each of these subjects, you only vote once. I don't want the list of five or six people. It's going to make it too complicated. We had like a couple of hundred people vote for the Hall of Fame, but I only gave you a day's notice for that. For this, you know, I'm hoping we get significantly more and we can get a really good spread of of, uh, of interest and people for this show. Okay, so this is <clears throat> what I would like you to vote upon. And I've, I've just written, I've written in my notes here, just some ideas um, that I'm thinking about. And again, you don't don't feel you need to be swayed by what I'm saying because I haven't made my mind up how I'm voting yet. These are just the first things that popped into my head. Now, the other thing to bear in mind is when I say WWE, NXT is WWE. Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT are all WWE. Okay? That's important. And we're going to have WWE awards and non-WWE awards. All right? We're not going to have an overall one because it's too complicated for me to work it all out. So we're going to have WWE stuff non-WWE stuff because whilst I am a huge fan of independent wrestling and Japanese wrestling and um, I'm also still a fan of WWE and I know that the only real big round tables we do outside of Wrestle Kingdom um, tend to be round tables for WWE shows so that says that you know regardless of what your opinion of WWE might be at any point the vast majority of people who listen to this podcast have at least a passing interest in WWE and a passing interest in hopefully in independent wrestling so we're going to do we're going to do two separate things like that. Okay. So first off is going to be WWE match of the year. So it needs to be a match that has taken place within 2017 in a WWE ring. Could be an NXT ring, Raw, SmackDown, whatever brand you so choose. Um, the, the first thing that instantly popped into my head. Um, and I'll be astonished if it doesn't end up getting my vote, <coughs> is uh, Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bates. Obviously, it was at NXT TakeOver Chicago, but then you've also got uh, Asuka versus Ember Moon um, from... Oh, look at that. It's my phone. I'm just going to decline it. It's my voiceover agent. They should know not to interrupt me when I'm working. So, um, where was I? Yes, so um, uh, Asuka versus Ember Moon... Um, uh, from NXT TakeOver uh, Brooklyn. That would be correct, wouldn't it? That was a great match, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, Almas against Gargano from TakeOver Brooklyn was really, really good. Uh, I felt the main event at SummerSlam was really enjoyable. AJ Styles against Brock Lesnar. Survivor Series is really cool. 
Um, and another one I've just noted down, um, Neville versus Jack Gallagher, which was right at the beginning of the year, um, with the New Japan-style really stiff headbutts. I properly enjoyed that too. So um, they're all matches that that I, I certainly think are noteworthy. You're probably going to have some other ones. Oh, there's been loads of great tag matches this year as well. I know at SummerSlam, both tag matches were excellent. Um, so I know the work that uh, New Day and Seamus and Cesaro and the Usos and the Shield have been doing are all been great. So <clears throat> they're various little ideas. So you pick one WWE match of the year. That's it. Easy. And then we'll have a non-WWE match of the year. So I'll be astonished if Kenny Omega versus Katsuchika Okada doesn't win this for Wrestle Kingdom right at the beginning of the year um, because it is one of the greatest matches of all time. But there's loads of other matches on that show itself, which I adore. Um, There's been loads of great stuff at PWG this year. If you look at Dave Meltzer's star ratings um, for quite a lot of the stuff that um, PWG have put together this year, a lot of that's been amazing. Um, I'm biased. I'm going to try not to bring progress up too much here, but um, one of my favourite matches I've seen live this year was was Jeff Cobb versus Matt Riddle. That was really, really awesome. Um, British Strong Style versus uh, A Higher is for Killers from Fight Club Pro, which I saw live. That was really, really great as well. So, you know, they're all, all ideas. So a non-WWE match of the year. Um, I don't care what company it's in, just can't be WWE slash NXT. Okay, so pick one match, non-WWE match of the year. Cool. Then we come to show of the year. So again, we'll do it, split it. So a WWE show of the year. Um, I've been to, what have I been to this year? I've been to WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and I've been to TakeOver Brooklyn. They're the three WWE shows I've been to. And Raw and SmackDown in this country too, tw- uh, uh, twice. So twice to Raw, twice to SmackDown. Um but whatever you choose, I, I reckon one of the takeovers will probably take it. No pun intended. Um, but, um, I mean, I love Takeover Brooklyn because I was there. But Takeover Chicago has Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. So, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's a tricky one. And WrestleMania is WrestleMania. I know some people might not have liked certain things that happened there. But it is still the event where The Undertaker retired. And I was there for that. And that's pretty rad. So, WWE, show of the year. Whatever you may choose. And then, obviously, Category 4 will be the non-WWE show of the year. So, I think Wrestle Kingdom from New Japan is probably going to take some beating. But New Japan have had a whole legion of amazing shows this year. Um, Battle of Los Angeles is always great. Evolve have put on great shows this year. Fight Club Pro have put on great shows this year. ICW have put on great shows this year. OTT have put on great shows this year. Again, I'm biased. Progress have put on a fair few decent shows this year. Um, my favourite show that I've ever been involved with from a, a wrestling promoter standpoint is Super Strong Style 16 this year, which I am... If you take it as one body of work, I think it's hard to top. I'm delighted with it. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I'll vote for it myself because I feel a bit bad about it. I'll probably, I'll probably vote for Wrestle Kingdom or Bola, but, you know, up to you. So non-WWE show of the year. Uh, vote on that. Easy. WWE Male Wrestler of the Year. So someone who is WWE contracted, can be WWE contracted, can be NXT contracted. I'm going to put this rule out there now. Maybe don't pick the WWE UK guys because there's a category that's probably more suited for them later on. Um, And again, they are working for WWE, but they're not exposed to it quite so much. So um, 
I mean, the few names I've noted down here, I, I love everything Cesaro does all the time. I think Cesaro is wonderful. I think Alistair Black's had a, a sort of standout year in NXT. Um, I think Brock Lesnar, I know he's not there all the time, but whenever he is there, tends to be involved in death and destruction and mayhem, and it's pretty sweet. But then there's AJ Styles, who everyone knew was good, but you can't argue with his output of work this year. Never really in a bad match. So AJ Styles might take some beating in this category. So someone signs to WWE uh, for your male wrestler of the year. I mean, if you really desperately want to choose the UK guys, that's cool. But you'll see, there's I think there's a, another category for those guys because they're not there full-time. So I prefer if you chose full-time WWE wrestlers. Um, likewise, WWE female wrestler of the year. Um, I always think, um, I think if you, you look at how brilliant women's wrestling is in WWE now compared to what it has been a decade ago it's all really great and really positive um, <clears throat> I, I know that Charlotte's body of work is is great Sasha Banks body of work is great um, I think for me it's going to be hard for me to look beyond Asuka but I also really like Ember Moon I really like Nikki Cross so there's lots to be thinking about there so WWE female wrestler of the year um, and shout out to the, the, the nice lady who came up to me in Sheffield and took umbrage with me for not putting Eva Marie in the Hall of Fame. You were the only person who voted. Get more votes next year and Eva Marie will go in the Hall of Fame. Um, so then, of course, non-WWE male wrestler of the year. Um, I think you've... I mean, there's loads of great options here. I've written down uh, Akada, brilliant. Kenny Omega, brilliant. Um, I think you can, you can Tom Hero Ishii brilliant Matt Riddle brilliant Volta Zack Sabre Jr Travis Banks um, I think you can include the British uh, WWE guys in there as well it's a bit complicated they're in a bit of a grey area but they're not full time WWE so if, maybe you can include them here I'm trying to sort of keep them out of the loop because otherwise I think um, Peter will probably win everything um, so yeah non-WWE male rest of the year who are you going to choose um, just a few ideas for you there there's so much talent around <clears throat> and um, I think I'm trying to think if there's anyone who signed for WWE halfway through the year that would affect this but I think no I think we'll go with people who aren't in WWE right now and then non-WWE female rest of the year uh, again biased because she's the progress champion but Tony Storm has done great stuff not just with progress but with other companies in the United Kingdom and of course She's won everything pretty much in stardom in Japan this year. So uh, Tony Storm is great. Viper's done great stuff uh, over in Japan and over here as well. And then you've got people like Diana Parazzo, who we had work the New York shows with us, uh, New York and Boston shows with us. And she's great to have around and really, really talented. So she's, again, someone that might drop into your consideration. So non-WWE female wrestler of the year. Uh, give me one name. And then we've got three more. Now, these are all for anywhere, so they're not split WWE and non-WWE, okay? So, first one is moment of the year. So, something that was just a satisfying wrestling moment. Um, so, a few little things I've noted down. Uh, Ricochet winning Battle of Los Angeles, I think, was a really cool thing. Um, especially becoming, I think, he's the first person to win it twice. Uh, Travis Banks winning Super Strong Style 16, because I just think it's... You know, should progress ever stop running? It's a really iconic photo of him um, in the middle of the ring, just exhausted and streamers and confetti and everything all over him. And I also think a really cool moment was Ember Moon winning the NXT Women's title and Asuka being the person to get in the ring and crown her. I thought that was a really, just a really touching moment, the sort of thing that made me 
sort of, not, not well up, but I sat on my sofa just going, yes, yes, that's great. So that's a moment of the year. So something that you've just gone, yeah, that's a great moment. That's satisfying. Kind of similar is this, which is the surprise of the year. And it can be anywhere again. So it can be something that you legit did not see coming and blew your mind. Um, so again, the few things I've noted down, uh, TK Cooper and Dahlia Black returning to progress was definitely a big surprise. And it's a miracle we kept it as secret as we did, but I'm proud we did. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, uh, Andrade Cien Almas winning the NXT title. I legit did not see that coming. Um, and I popped big for it. And I love Drew. I think Drew's brilliant. I also love Almas. And regular listeners to Tuesday Night Joe will know that I think he's the second coming of Eddie Guerrero. And I think I didn't see it coming. And a cynical wrestling fan to not see something coming, that's a surprise. Um, and this is what I think might end up winning. And that's the Chris Jericho challenging Kenny Omega video which when I woke up on I think it was a Saturday morning and saw that proper goosebumps that is an amazing moment and everything to do with how the video is put together was just nuts so maybe that'll win any other surprises you can think of um, I'll try and mention as many as I can when we put the award show together Um, we'll try and for all these awards we'll try and come up with a sort of top five based on votes and then final one and this is again anywhere is the breakout star of the year um, for me, it's probably going to be Pete Dunne. It could equally also potentially be Tyler Bate based on how talented they guys have been this year. But then if you think of the the step up that um, loads of people have said have done this year, like the step up that Will Ospreay's done into superstardom, it depends on what you view as a breakout star. Um, for, for me, I think Pete's going to take some beating in this because he, he rolled into the year as progress champion, ended the year, you know... Um, Certainly at this point right now, he's WWE United Kingdom champion, um, you know, and he's he's been killing it. Just been having amazing matches for someone who's 23 years old. Again, Tyler Bate, 20 years old, having these amazing matches. Uh, you can include Trent Seven in this as someone who um, as everyone's always liked, um, but again, has taken a step up and, you know, but it... it it's exactly what you view as a breakout star. It could be someone like Jack Sexsmith, who's become a much more legitimate competitor in companies like Progress and various other companies that he works for. Um, whatever you choose, it could be someone in WWE, could be someone in New Japan, could be someone in Ring of Honor. Not bothered. Whatever you think the breakout star is, that's what I want your vote for. Now you're going to email these votes to me uh, to progresspolls at gmail.com. Progresspolls at gmail.com. Again, I will anchor. All of this stuff is my pinned tweet at the top of my Twitter feed. So at Jim Smallman, go there, read up on it, and vote whenever you choose. Okay? Final votes will be at the end of the day on New Year's Day. Okay? So uh, 11.59 January the 1st is the last time you can vote. Okay? You got it? So you've got up until January the 1st, because I know there's still going to be some shows. Unboxing is December the 30th, so there might be some stuff on there. Um, so don't vote until you're absolutely happy with your votes. Um, you might want to wait and see some other stuff first. But, because um, obviously Night of the Champions this week is, um, or Clash of the Champions is it now? Is it now called? It is. So Clash of the Champions is on Sunday, so you might want to wait a little bit, see what's what. But um, get your votes in by January the 1st. I'm going to be loads of notice because I want loads of people to vote. Um, point other people at my Twitter feed or at jimsmormon.com slash tnj and get as many people as possible to vote the more people vote the more legit the uh, the winners are do you know what I mean um, and it's not going to be like the Hall of Fame where we kind of decided some stuff and we let the listeners um, 
client on board. With this, it's going to be very much um, based around your votes. So it's your votes that count, so make sure they count, okay? Cool. Progresspolls at gmail.com. Look at the pin tweet at Jim Smallman on Twitter, and you'll be able to remember all the rules. Uh, I've run you through them now. That is awesome. Right. Um, I'm going now because my voice is really going. I'm going to drink some Ribena, um, and then I'm going to feed my son his tea. So if you... Uh, uh, thanks for listening. If you're in Sheffield at the weekend, again, thank you for being such an awesome audience and being so understanding when we were going through an absolute nightmare. But it was quite nice to feel like uh, a little bit like Paul Heyman in 1997, just rearranging a card through no-shows, <laughs> except all our no-shows had perfectly valid reasons. So it was, uh, it was a fun, fun day. I feel like I learned a lot and aged by at least a decade. So um, thanks for listening, as always. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully try and re-record the one I wanted to put out this week. We'll be back next week with more podcast-related fun. And I've got to do Scroobius Pips Drunk Cast next week with Jimmy Havoc as my stunt drinker. It's going to be it's going to be carnage. It's going to be so bad. Um, at least I'm not drinking. That's the important thing. Uh, don't forget, jimsmorgan.com slash TNJ for T-shirts and to point people at this podcast. Progresswrestling.com for tickets and merchandise and all that stuff. For progress, demand-progress.com to watch all of our shows. Support everything on the Distraction Pieces Network because it's all good. And hope you're all nice and safe and warm and out of the snow. All right, guys. I'll see you next week. Ta-ra. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.